Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I have another great guest for you. It's Jenny Duranis, Hawk Moon Retreat, who I have interacted with quite a lot online. And then poor Jenny, before I've even hit record, I've grilled her about so much stuff. She's probably exhausted. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much, Hannah. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to this. I just love you so much. I really love you too. And I'm really excited to have you here. So excited that I just hit you with a load of questions before <laughs> we even got going. So sorry about that, but also not because it was really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I know that we're very similar. You have a, a tour going on at the moment where you're demonstrating mediumship in Canada. You do private readings. I know you're very booked up with them, but you do offer them. You've also got your podcast, Spirit Call. But what I like to start with always is how you got started. So can you tell us how you ended up doing this for a living? Absolutely. It was um, after a period of time in my life where I was really searching for my purpose. I think this happens to a lot of us mediums, right? Where we kind of are looking everywhere else, but uh, uh, not at the thing that's right in front of us. Yeah. So um, my grandfather passed away 
And we had a little bit of a complicated relationship within the family. The dynamic was a little bit wonky at the end there. And after about two years of questioning, where did he go? What happened to him? You know, he was the first person that I lost that I was really close with. Yeah. I went to have a reading for myself. And while I was there, I realized, oh, it's that subtle. This is how it works. I think I can do this too. I had already been a Reiki master for many years, you know, really into the angel cards and the crystals and all that stuff. But I just didn't know. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't mm-hmm. know how how mediumship worked. So once I discovered and experienced it for myself, it all fell into place really quickly after that. I love it. So you weren't haunted by an apparition as a child or anything like that. You came to it through your loss. Yeah. And so what did you do when you decided you wanted to to learn? How did you learn? Well, I don't know. I think I started I started doing readings after a month of realizing that I could do readings. Yeah. I the first thing I did was just take to YouTube. <laughs> That's actually how I found YouTube, but uh I watched interviews of other mediums. I wanted to understand how it worked for them. And then I would picture, okay, if that were me, how would that work for me? And is that the same, you know, do I feel the same way? Yeah. And um, I, I didn't take any trainings. I didn't do any circles. I didn't, you know, I read a few books, but I really just said, okay, spirit, if I'm supposed to do this, then I expect you to help me figure out how to do this. And that's, that's it. It was, it was very quick. I, you know, I know, I know that you're really into the law of attraction and Abraham Hicks stuff at the time I was as well. And I just said, okay, um, you know, bring the experiences. I, I, I want to attract the right people, the people that need me, the people that I can help most just guide me. And I looked at other mediums and I said, if they can do it, so can I. Yeah. So I just never, I just you know, I just decided from the beginning that it. I'll just do that. It, it, you know, I have a brain. We all have connection to spirit. I have a body to receive messages and impressions. And so you just did it. Just I love it. it. Yeah. So when you went for your first reading that set you on this path, had you ever had any sort of reading before? Was it nothing? It just, and you just, what woke up one day and thought I'm gonna see if I can get hold of my grandfather like no it was a it was an interesting moment because my mother-in-law had went to see this medium and then my sister-in-law we were we bumped into each other on the sidewalk and she said I'm going to see a medium and I had this full body knowing I'm supposed to do that it kind of felt like my mother-in-law went and my sister-in-law went to get me to go yeah (laughs) It just, it, my whole, you know, something said, you need to go. So I went the next week. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. And <laughs> I've got so many questions just about this. And then you started doing readings. What were you doing for a job at that stage? Set the scene for me. You're Same a mom. Yeah, I had. So like I said, I was doing Reiki. I did a few like Reiki trainings uh, Reiki treatments and things like that. But then I had kids and during like pregnancy and childbirth, that's when my psychic 
development really began. I think mm-hmm. just being pregnant, you know, we're so much more connected to energy and and things really did open up for me psychically during that time. So again, it was kind of like I'm searching and it's the thing that's right in front of me, but I couldn't yeah. see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was looking for my passion. I was doing, you know, art and woodworking and I had little businesses, but none of them ever felt like my thing. Until, yeah. Until but I bet that was all training for what then. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was a PA at a music school and you would think that had no correlation to being a medium, but actually it taught me lots of stuff that I needed about running a business to exactly. be able to do this. And right. all, yeah, there's so yeah. many different I love connecting the dots of those things. Yeah, yeah, me too. You got oh. as well, you know. So not only would I like somehow know what the people would be wearing before they showed up, you know, sometimes I would even know their names before they came, but then you're looking into their energy, into their soul, right? Through Yeah. So yeah, when you look back as a medium, I think every one of us can probably connect previous experiences that led us to this point, right? Super yeah, cool. For sure. I love it. I love it. So in that scenario, do you believe that this was a divinely guided path or do you believe that you chose it or something in between? I think it was, I I think I chose it a long time ago. As a kid, I was always interested in this. I think I just came here knowing that this was eventually going to happen, but not knowing, right? Yeah. I think it was divinely guided. I think because I was asking and searching and nothing has ever, you know, I've never really fit into any box, um, anything like that. I think so. Uh, I don't think that, you know, mediums are born. I think we can develop it's, yeah. it's not that, but there were a lot of synchronicities at that time when I was discovering my, my mediumship that when I look back, it's yeah. crazy. I wish it was always like that, you know, in the beginning when everything's so magical. Me too. Now it's just normal. <laughs> I know. And I don't think I, I don't think I've paid enough attention to it when it was like that at the beginning. I wish I'd really been in the magic. I thought the magic was going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, does it? Because you get acclimatized to it. And then. Yeah. So fascinating. So you've got your. Did you practice on friends first? Or did you go straight to paid clients? What did you I decide? Straight, I, I did. <laughs> you know, I, I've always been a little bit worried about sharing this story because you hear so much about developing in a circle for many, many years before you're ready to take money. And I think that for some people, maybe that's what's needed. I think it depends on how well you know yourself, how well you know your mind, you know, how attuned you are to your energy and the energy of other people. But I really just went straight to charging. Um, I think I did. I did one reading (laughs) and then I did a group of five people and that was like a donation thing. I know. I'm like, why don't I just go straight to a group? And then I guess I did practice on a few random people, but I went straight to charging. Yeah. don't be ashamed of that because this is why yeah. I want different people on the podcast because you know, there might be other people getting that call who are like who am I to do this and yeah. so we need to talk honestly about our journeys and not just the sort of sanitized Hollywood version of I woke up there was an apparition in my room they told me I would be a medium it was my divine path a unicorn led me down it and yeah. open up to other ways 
I now this is really interesting because I think there is something energetically in the charging that makes a better sitter. Mm. So oh, um, yeah, sure. so I've been talking to my students about the fact that when you're in a development group, it's always weird because the need isn't there. So yeah. you don't get as much charge in a reading, energetic charge, because there isn't a need. It's the need is with the medium and their development. It's not with the sitter and fulfilling the need in them. So I don't necessarily think that was a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you put it that way, I, I agree with you. Like, have you ever found when you, when you give a reading away or it's, it's the weirdest thing, right? It's not. Yeah. The people that the majority, and this is not all of them, but the majority of people that get free tickets, free readings or free access to my courses do not turn up. Same, same. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) And I think it's just the energy because they haven't really got that need. They're not prioritizing it. And yeah. I mean, I stopped doing gift vouchers. I don't know if you do gift vouchers. I have never really loved doing it. I, I usually do a few, but yeah, I, I'm like grilling the people before. Are you sure they want it? Is yes. this something they asked for? Have they expressed to you specifically that they would love to do this? Because otherwise, yeah. It's yeah, just so- absolutely not. It's horrible, horrible. Yeah. I did one lady on Zoom who was like washing up and cooking and not even paying attention to me. Yeah. And I just thought, I took them off never again if someone wants it they can buy it for themselves like I'm not getting into that so send someone else yeah Yeah. I love it so that's such an interesting um journey and unique but of course the seeds were already sowed you would you're Reiki master so you're already working with energy you're already getting the call to healing you've already got that awareness Reiki obviously helps your connection to spirit so you, Mm -hmm. you might say you didn't have the the training but you you did. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I did. Again, it was really just, I didn't know that mediumship was subtle because of television. I thought it was the like, you know, the bit, the apparition, or the, yeah. yeah, the light streaming down from the clouds. Uh, so yeah. once I, yeah, being tapped, the doors. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah. Uh, so once I just learned about the psychic senses. Done. You know, Jobs are good. Oh, that's it. Okay. Well then I can do that. I love it. I did start a little bit with psychometry. Uh, I found that to be really helpful in the very, very beginning, but that, you know, I, I stopped doing that early on, but yeah, I would just hold their necklace or, or a ring yeah. or something. And, but then I started to get worried that I was just going to pick up more on them and not their loved ones. So I stopped. Yeah. You've got yeah. to find what's right for you. And that's always a risk with psychometry, isn't it? So yeah. fascinating. And you are like me. And I can tell this because you went, did one reading and then did a group. You are a platform medium. Oh. Um, <laughs> team platform. <laughs> tell to yeah. us about your journey with platform. Because I know, that, I mean, I see you doing amazing work online. You've got, you know, big audiences. You're out there doing your thing. Talk to us about it. I love it. And it's so weird because, you know, my previous non-medium life, like getting up in front of a crowd of people was the last thing you would see me do. So I think I'm proud of myself. I'm just going to say I'm proud of myself for doing that. But as you know, when you're up there, it's not really you, you know, you're, you're being, uh, you're, you're being used by spirit. So I, I love the beginning of, of starting to do groups because I was, I'm going to say, 
maybe two years in, I've been doing this for eight years now. And I think two years in one day I woke up and I said, okay, spirit, I'm ready to do groups. Send me a group. And the next day I got an email from uh, a bed and breakfast and they wanted me to come do sort of like a wine and dine with spirit where they would eat first. And then, and then I would nice. And I was like, okay, you know, and I think that that's, it's equal, right? You can, you can go out and create experiences for yourself, or you can ask spirit to guide you. But I did get to a certain point where I was like, realizing that I was uncomfortable booking venues and showing up on my own. And, you know, instead of just being invited somewhere. Yeah. So that was another up-leveling experience of just showing, just doing what I want to do. I enjoy it. I love it. It's, yeah. So you prefer it with the venue contacts you and books you? No, I used to. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry like, again. It was a few. I was like, how have you managed that? Well, I have to book no, every no, no, venue. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I kind of slipped into that. Um, no, it, like I was saying is in the beginning, yes. I was different places and the progression from realizing that it's okay to book a venue on your own and just show up. Yeah. Uh, got you. Sorry in the last few years so yeah definitely yeah. definitely because people yeah. always say to me like you know how have you made this and I did used to really buy into law of attraction I'm kind of I'm in a different space with it right yeah. now I'm working through some stuff with it but I think some of it is to do with stepping up and creating it yourself exactly and yeah so uh, it's fascinating so you're mm. off you're doing your thing you've got all and you you seem quite your venues are attractive and nice looking venues. Is that a conscious choice? Not always. Finding a venue, isn't it? Yeah. I I've gotten to the point now where when I contact a new venue straight up, I ask them the first question is I'm a medium. Is my line of work welcome in your space? Yeah. You know, other than looking at the photos and making sure it's beautiful and capacity and all that technical stuff is my line of work welcome in your space? And um, some people say no, and that's okay. I don't care. But it's got to be, I have to feel welcome. I have to feel like at least there's a shred of excitement that I'm going to be there. And it makes all the difference. Yeah. It's so funny. You can't do I do find that you can't do like, I can't rent a church. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's just a lot of places that are just a no. So sometimes I do find it challenging, but. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of places that are nervous. And then there's, I mean, we were driving past yesterday with my husband, we were driving past this beautiful village hall and it's so stunning. It's medieval or something. It's really old in the UK. Now you would think that this beautiful medieval historic property is the best place for mediumship. It's mm. a, the energy in there is as flat yeah. as a pancake. Yeah. And I can't work there. And my husband went, well, did you give it enough goats? I went, I went there four times because it's so beautiful. I kept really trying, but it just never had that. You know, some nights are good. Some nights are yeah. not so good. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that is through the energy of the space. And that one for me is just a no. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to us about what you think makes a good platform medium? Oh, geez. Well, I think that there should be a mix of laughter and tears. 
I do try and, you know, I'm not, don't want to just talk about myself, but something that I try to bring is that humor because I don't want people to leave depressed, (laughs) you know, especially people who didn't receive a reading. If, if the whole thing is heavy and, you know, um, I want people to leave uplifted. So I think that that's really important. I think it should be fun. I think it should be magical. I think that, um, I think that the medium should be just authentically themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, vulnerable and showing up as who they are and, and just doing their best and letting people know that it's all like you say all the time, just an experiment Yeah, and, um, being willing to be wrong and, and yeah. 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 Because it is, it's weird, right? It's some, it's, it's entertainment, but it's yeah. not, but it is entertainment. Well, it's I think a- platforms should be entertaining. Yeah. Cause yeah. otherwise, I mean, I've seen mediums that have got a far better evidence than I get. Mm-hmm. No doubt. But honestly, you're falling asleep. You yeah. know, you've, you've disengaged so much. You don't even know if it's your loved one because you've, you're literally asleep with your eyes yeah. open trying to be polite. Yeah. So I'm sure I've done that to people before. <laughs> um, cause sometimes you get such in a, you know, like you're just, you're just going and you don't take a step back and realize I'm yeah. sure I've done that to people, Yeah, but so, yeah, learning to move around on the stage more. You've given me some tips on that, you know, where to stand and, and things like that. So, yeah. But it is, you're right, it is about being entertaining because then you also get the energy of the audience and then the energy of the audience makes better mediumship and so on and so forth. So there it is, there is an important part to that. And I believe that anybody can communicate with spirit, but I don't believe that everybody should be a platform medium. And I think certainly in the UK, when you're when you're learning through churches or in the centres, it's got a real focus on platform mediumship, but it's not it's not the path for everybody. Some people are better on -on Mm one-on-one and I'm a lot in a one-on-one. You you have to decide if you want it or not, you know? So it's, it's finding again, what works for you. How much do you find the the vibration of the audience shifts and changes? Do you find that you have different feelings, different experiences throughout one evening or throughout different events, different events, one evening, whatever you want. Go for it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's interesting, right? I, I love how you've said in some of your episodes about, you know, if you get a really heavy spirit person and message in a group, you'll say, okay, now I need a fun, uplifting uh, message to bring the audience back up because you can feel it, right? You get 150 people in a room, you can feel, you know, a tragic passing. We're talking about heavy things. You can feel the energy kind of go down there. So I I love that advice that you give as well. Uh, and I've started doing that because Good. of it, but yeah, it's I, such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I have stopped doing or allowing at my events is alcohol. I found that it has really, um, impacted the energy of, of the room. And, you know, of course people can drink before they come, but I no longer serve alcohol at my events. Interesting. Uh, people drink quite a bit during events and um yeah it's it just has never gone well uh so that's you know I'm still kind of recovering from like okay were those hard events where the energy was a little bit wonky 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're hard because of those, you know, experiences with alcohol or what. But, you know, there's so many factors, right? The venue, the time of year, the time of day, the like the day of the week. Like, I feel like all of these things are factors that affect the energy. So I like Thursday night because it feels like a weekend, but it's not a weekend. So not everyone's favorite night, (laughs) right? Um, I like venues that have lots of natural light, but it doesn't matter. Spirit's going to show up anyway. Um, Like you said, it's summer, summer, easy, summer, not so easy. I have a few that I, I really do cringe when I think about them. Oh, yeah. But that's, that's the platform journey. If you were yeah. saying to me, I've never had any difficulties, I'd be like, right, that's it. I quit. <laughs> you know, I'll be like, she's not getting any difficulties. I'm over here in Aww. a quagmire. Drowning. You know what? What I really like, and I know you've experienced this before, is, um, when you're going on and on and on trying to identify who the spirit is for, for someone in the audience. And, you know, those, those experiences when someone's not raising their hand and speaking up are so helpful because one evening that was happening. And finally I said, okay, spirit, I'm going to have to directly find this person myself. So now I'm just going to literally, I said to the whole audience, I'm going to stare you all down until I find this person because I know what I'm getting from spirit. And finally, the spirit just said that person right there. So I think the frustrating, the hard times when you can just go, okay, it's you. Do you understand this? And they say, yes, I just, you know, I wasn't thinking of it in that way or I was confused, whatever it is. Yeah all of those tough times that you learn so much from them, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had a night where everyone said no all night, but now I don't settle. Now I don't settle. So now well, when people, is. when no one puts their hand up, I don't go, Oh, okay. It Fair must enough. Be- I go, it's for one of you. And then I threaten yeah. to lock them in and that will make them sit up and pay attention a little bit better. So yeah. exactly that yeah. you have to kind of go through that. I think platform in particular you have to really love it because it's such a vulnerability. And, you, you know, I see sometimes people when they're teaching and they say, everyone should be on platform, everyone should do this. And I think, well, no, because it it is a lot and you've got to be very strong. I mean, I wasn't strong when I started, but I have found strength through determination and getting in there. So it's fascinating. So what are your top tips for somebody who wants to start doing platform 
to take those steps to get out there. Top tips. Well, I would say that it's, uh, you know, you'll know when the time is right. So if you're feeling the time is right, then the time is right. I mean, there's, we don't need to overthink it any more than that. If you're being called to do it, then do it. I would say that, you know, you, you find the venue, you find the location, start with whatever number comes to mind. Again, I think for me, a good number is like 50 to 70. I love big, bigger groups, but I find the energy of the people are more excited when it's 50 to 70 people for me, you know, maybe you start with 10, you start with 20, whatever. Yeah. Um, just do it. I, I, you know, I, I have a hard time with, with, uh, giving tips because I'm just a, just do it type of person. Yeah. I know. I'm making you think, what do I do? Like, what would I, what would I say to someone else? Yeah, that's uh, why I like the questions on the podcast because they actually get me to think about what I do because otherwise I'm just doing it. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, so, yeah. I think that I have this like positive and negative trait where I don't think a whole lot about things before yeah. I do them. So, Good. you know, sometimes that gets me in trouble, but other times you, it's, I think you kind of need to be that way as a medium. You need to not be overthinking things because otherwise you would just make a mess of everything yeah you you'd build up so much resistance in your energy that you'd never be able to get any form of communication so right like what's sorry if you yeah you do you do so do you ever doubt your abilities do you ever have crises of faith doubt the spirit world I know you've just I've just been listening to your podcast, Spirit Cool, and hearing your ex- your experiences in a physical mediumship event. And obviously, that's something that I'm fascinated with at the moment because I can't quite get my head. <laughs> I can't quite line up where I want it to be with where it actually is in reality in the UK. But you've mm-hmm. had some incredible experiences in it. But do you ever have sort of moments where you you doubt yourself, you doubt the spirit world? Oh, you just I, in. I, I definitely doubt myself. I think that the times when I feel worried about my mediumship or my ability to deliver quality mediumship is when my life is a mess, my personal life, of course, right? <clears throat> you have to be able to either completely block off from your personal life sometimes or have it in order. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that spirit has ever failed me. There's never been a time that they haven't shown up. There's never been a time where I've questioned my ability to connect with them. Um, no, You're lucky. I just, I, I mean, I do, I think what happens and this is where Hannah, I think that you're such a trusted mediumship teacher for me, even though we haven't done much work together. I love your podcast. And I can see that the people who are receiving training through you are in good hands. And something that's always really um, scared me is some of the mediumship trainings that I've seen, or, you know, any, any time I've ever doubted myself, the reason I'm saying this is because I've had someone else's voice in my head. Mm -hmm. That's, that's been shitty advice, or maybe it's something that worked for them, but not for me. And I've held myself to a standard 
that I think is not even actually realistic or or possible or not even the standard that the other medium that said this is holding themselves to. And I know you've talked about this before. So anytime that I've ever had trouble um, or insecurities, and it's so interesting how it could go on for like a month. And then finally I go, oh, that's because I read that comment. That's because I read that post and I've started judging myself. I've started, you know, those things where sometimes you don't realize where it's originating from. That happens. That's really interesting. That's a really interesting point. And I really just want to stop and really delve into that because I think that we forget that, don't we? We forget how much we're absorbing all of the time and the little energetic wounds that we're getting, especially in the uber sanitized social media and TV presentation of mediumship, but also from teachers that want to keep the power for themselves. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. And it just, you know, I think, I think as as a sensitive person, it just takes reading one comment or watching one clip of a video. You know, I, I, one thing that was really damaging for me that made me question how, how good I am or how, you know, the quality of my mediumship was I heard a a teacher medium just on Facebook in a video. She said that you should, as a medium, you should be able to read anybody no matter how skeptical they are, no matter how closed off they are, if they're sitting with their arms crossed and an angry look on their face, it's not about them. You should be able to read anybody. And so I really took on that perspective for a good while. Mm -hmm. And I think that in some ways, maybe there's truth to that because spirit will always show up. Yeah. I don't ever doubt that, but it's, you know, it's like you've said, the triangle there there are three parts to this recipe and if the sitter's energy is off that's not me yes <laughs> that's, there's it's not me yeah so I beat myself up for so long thinking that I should be able to like it should always work so things like that you know have gotten in my head and yeah oh. that's when so you- funny because I'm just I'm midway recording an episode of the podcast that's going to come out a few weeks before this interview comes out, weirdly. Um, in There's no time and space. It's all just the oneness. And wow. part of that is, as I was saying to you before we hit record about the Fake Psychic podcast, and you've just really beautifully lined up with what I've been experiencing, which was, it gave me a complete crisis of faith. It gave me a, oh my God, am I just deluded? I mean, I know I'm not a scammer. I know I'm not doing it there's much more lucrative ways that I could do things than than this but I also am I just am I insane am I just Mm -hmm. hopeful and to to be through that and then I did my demonstration and then back in the power back in the energy oh here we are it feels like home no doubt again but we have to go through these things and you're right it's energy from other people's stuff yep Also, I think with that point of that teacher, that specific point, I just want to really say, but there are some people here who are supposed to be disconnected from spirit. They're supposed to be skeptical. They're supposed to, they have chosen a life where they have no connection and no belief in the spirit world. Their soul has chosen that. Mm -hmm. And no amount of my ego wanting validation means that I should give them a spirit link when they're shut. Yeah, 
Exactly. And also, you know, the way that someone receives the information is going to be completely different because they're not open. So you could say the same thing and, you know, to an open person or a closed off person and, and they're not, it's not, it's never going to work. So yeah. Yeah. There's there's things like that, but. Oh, you have such a a great way of looking at things. So talk to us about how you experience spirit what does it feel like for you when you're making that connection I think that it's different for each spirit person that comes close but for the most part you know if I'm doing a private reading uh or yeah even on on the stage I just simply feel into my body I I I think that I'm very clear sentient so, you know, I, I first try to drop into my heart space and just feel my energy. And then that sense of someone, as we say, stepping close, even though they're not in a body, someone will step close. And I just try to treat it as if I've just met a real person because we have for the first time, you know, so if somebody, if you've just been introduced to somebody, you're not going to say, tell me all your deepest, darkest secrets. Absolutely. So there's that sort of slow unfoldment of, oh, oh, I see that you're a man. Oh, I see. You know, and it, it's just, um, I something I really ponder a lot is, are the psychic senses separate? I don't think that they're you know, you're only seeing and you're only hearing and you're only feeling and you're only knowing. I think that it is an all around experience. And I don't think that spirit is trying to only show me something visually. I think that they are just a complete, you know, energy system, whatever they are. Um, You know, the intelligence of them is showing up and my body, my receiving system is oh, picking out, okay, I see this and oh, I hear this and I'm separating them. So I I tend to really try not to do that. Actually, yeah. I try to just, you know, what's happening? Let me feel you. Let me know as much as I possibly can. Let yeah. me get out of the way as much as I possibly can so that our souls can blend. And um, it's a beautiful experience, as you know. Yeah, it is. And I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm not big on the Claire's anyway. It's good for understanding how you might yeah. receive information, except yeah. for when we get people saying Claire audience and they think it's a separate voice from their head, which most of the time it isn't. But exactly. apart from that, really, you just the information's there. And people will sometimes say to me, how did you get that? And I'm like, I don't even know. Yeah, just, just it, I just it was just there. Yeah. So yeah it's a, it's I love to hear you say that because that's how it is for me as well every now and again I'll be like blah, blah, I'm tasting something or I'm smelling oh, something sure. but yeah but most of the time it's just it is I don't know yeah. it's just there I'm in the power I can't really remember mm-hmm. so I love that and have you got an example of story and I know you're going to shy away from this because you're very humble but have you got a story of an experience of a bit of evidence that you had that was really you were like chef's kiss you know Hannah it's really hard for me because I I don't remember my readings it's like in the beginning I used to I think because it was so new and shocking and like wow you know wow 
And, and it's not that that has worn off. I'm still so in love with the whole process of, of the readings. Um, but there's, there's just, I know I don't really remember mine either. And the ones that I remember are the ones where I've come out of my power a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I like don't remember. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the ones where no one could take it because my human steps in and went, you're a fraud. And then I was out of my power. So then I remember it because. Yeah. yeah, Do you want to talk about the crappy ones? We can talk about (laughs) the times when, you know, um, I think. Yeah, I like, and that's what I like about when something makes sense later, right? Yeah. Because people, I've I had someone email me the other day. Actually, he left me a voicemail as well to say, two years later, I finally figured out who that woman was that was coming through in my reading. Wow. You know? So things like that are are what's kind of making my day these days because yeah. I'm not remembering a whole lot, but I do remember when things go wrong. So then when you get those phone calls or those messages where where something finally makes sense, I like stuff like that. Yeah, me too. Because also, you know, you've not picked it up psychically because right. they're not aware of it. So past, yeah. right? I didn't even know she had passed till two years later. So, you know, and I even gave a name. There was like very specific stuff, but he was like, I don't know who that is. So, Absolutely. yeah. What is one thing that you wish that every member of your audience knew before they came to see you? I wish that everyone knew that your loved ones are just with you. I think it's it's really fascinating to me how I could do, you know, a two hour event and then at the end, I'll take questions and someone will raise their hand and they'll say, is there anyone with me? I'm like, what have we been doing all night? Yes, they're with you. Yes. I really just, I find it fascinating that people still doubt and question for themselves. Yeah. That their loved ones are are potentially not with them. And I just, I wish, I just wish people just automatically accepted it. I Yeah, for sure. But then I wish that I automatically accepted it, that spirit yeah. away, and I'm still fighting it half the time, like a bucking bronco. So yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, I think it's, for me, it's that thing where you would, if you could, you would give a message to every person in that room, but that is not what a demonstration is for. And so it's also those ones where they feel like they've been like rejected and, and that, you know, where's my dad? He said he'd yeah. come and you're like, well, He's with you, but I just haven't got enough. So it's always, uh, I think, a fascinating thing being a demonstrating medium because being an empath as well, which you have to be to do mediumship, you can feel, you can feel the people when they leave and they're like sad and that. And that's that's something that had to really toughen me up. I used to go home and cry for the people that I hadn't been able to work for. Yeah. And you can't. So... If I was in front of you right now, complete beginner, and I said, Jenny, I really want to be a medium. What's my next step? Well, I would say to you that if you're asking or or having that desire, then that probably means that you should do that. (laughs) And... I would say to start asking spirit, your guides or your loved ones in spirit 
to start showing you signs. I think okay. that I know that that's complicated for some people. They say, I've been asking for years and I never get the sign that I want. So, um, but I think we can be specific. I think we can say, you know, show me a feather or whatever it is, but be general if you need to. And I would ask, I would, I would tell you to ask yourself why, if you want to be a medium, why do you want to be a medium? What's, what's, what is the, and it's okay to say, because I think it's cool. And because I think it would be fun. You know, yeah. I think that I, I, when I asked myself that question in the beginning, it was like, it was, you know, the answer is always because I want to help people. Yeah. Of course you want to help people or you wouldn't be asking that question, but why else? Yeah. What else about it? Because it's not easy. No. So do you want to, you know, have every part of yourself uh, dug up and all of your insecurities and all of your fears and worries and, you know, even right down to like how you look and how you show up in the world and what your voice sounds like and like all of these things. It's it, I think that we really don't pat ourselves on the back enough for how hard of a job it is. And it's a beautiful, like, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed, but you have to be strong. So yes. I would say, why do you want to do it? Yeah. You are you sure? Even yourself? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but equally, I'm so glad I didn't know when I started how the path was going to be because yeah. I, I know, think I'd have, run, people. <laughs> yeah, I'd have run screaming into the woods and gone, forget it. Um, yeah. And so it's not all at once either that happens in stages you're not dealt you don't deal with every single thing that's that needs pulling into the light about yourself on a Saturday afternoon it takes years of reflection and self-reflection you have to be willing to sit with yourself there's no escaping you in mediumship Love it. So I will put a link to your website into the show notes so that everybody can check you out. As I said at the beginning, I know that you are full until 2024 for readings, um, but people can join your waiting list, listen to your podcast. And of course, if you're in Canada, you might want to check out some of Jenny's events. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.